What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the In The Round podcast. Today, we are hanging out. We are on Music Row, hanging out with our good buddy, Mr. Josh Kaiser. Before we get to that, I want to tell y'all we do have a badass writer's round going down tomorrow featuring our buddy Josh Kaiser. We've also got Ray Fulcher. we got Rob Pennington, Wyatt McCubbin, Lee Langston, Dylan Marlowe, McCoy Moore. we got Ben Miller. we got Liam Slater. we got Drew Henderson. We have got a badass lineup, also including Lance Carpenter, Ali Dunn. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So if you're in Nashville, come on out to Live Oak Music Row tomorrow. Check out our latest edition of the In the Round Songwriters Night. Also got to plug the sponsors. Uh, shout out to Whale Tail Media, our boy Wales and his team. Whether you're getting hitched or you are uh, an artist looking for content, anything like that, marketing, brand building, content, anything, uh, Whale Tail, they have your back. Also give a shout out to our friends in the green world. That's right, Trailside CBD Emporium. Our boy Andrew, he has you covered. They got everything, uh, CBD, hemp, and Delta 8 THC. They've got all the products from flour and cartridges to edibles and dabs and oils. They even got shit for your dogs. So y'all go check them out. Use the promo code ITR at checkout. Get yourself some green deliciousness. Save 20% with promo code ITR. Now without further ado, let's get into the conversation with our boy, Mr. Josh Kaiser. Well, Josh, how the hell you doing, buddy? Dude, freaking phenomenal. Good day. Man, shit. man, isn't it nice that all that snow shit melted? <sighs> Dude, I, I'm going to tell you something right now. Like, there's a reason why I live in the South, okay? I do not like the snow. Do not like it. There's a, there's a part of me that does. Like, I'll go up north and hang out with, like, Sarah and all that kind of stuff in New Hampshire. And I've, like, always wanted to go ice fishing. But other than that, I'm done. Like, two days, I'm done. Like, I just couldn't handle it. Dude, it was just crazy because, like, the whole city shut down yeah. for, like, a week, bro. We had yeah. to cancel We had to cancel our round, all the all the events around town. <laughs> you guys were back to, like, probably Zoom writing and shit, yeah, right? Yeah, I Zoomed uh, two days, and I typically don't Zoom. Yeah. So, like, I hate Zooming. Uh, I think the <laughs> – I looked in my jerk. Like, I write, I scribble, you know, a lot. And I looked in it, and I wrote it when, when – uh, what was it? COVID first started – says 2020 i hate zoom writing <laughs> yes yeah. like hey and you're you're not the only one who has said that i mean yeah. that's a common thing because writing's a lot about vibes it it's is it's about the vibe of the room and yeah. being with someone in the flesh you absolutely. know absolutely yeah and i didn't come to town i didn't move here to stare at a screen i moved here to like be a people person and talk to people in person and do all that kind of yeah, stuff yeah dude so absolutely like, so talking about coming to town you are a proud tennessean Tennessee uh, you're, you're, you're an east tennessee boy 423 423 baby now <laughs> how now how long have you been here in nashville uh it'll be 2 years in july goes by fast doesn't yeah, it yeah yeah it honestly but it feels like i've been here forever like that's the cool part it's like i just met so many people and now i'm kind of like I found my niche, I guess you could say. So I just like, I don't know, it's super cool. Yeah, so what kind of inspired the move here? I mean, I, we've talked about this before. Yeah. Very very briefly, it was that night uh, Mike Stoll's girlfriend, it was Lexi's birthday party. Oh, yeah, Franklin. In Franklin, yeah. baby. And it was raining like hell. It was. We, we were like, oh, man. They were, we... they were, they were at capacity, too, yep. which I don't, I don't think COVID guidelines are a thing there. So yeah, William, cool. Williamson County. Uh, yeah. Good old shout out, Williamson County. But uh I heard some of your story. We were we were talking yeah. out in the parking lot uh, for a little bit on that. 
But for you, so growing up in East Tennessee, when yeah. did Nashville, Tennessee become in the picture for you? Yeah, so, golly, it was probably, I want to say, not last, the probably, oh, God, I'm trying to think about the date that it was. Honestly, it was like two years ago, um, maybe a little bit less than that. Uh, I was playing, like I just started playing music again, like I was kind of took myself out for a little while and didn't do the whole thing. I started because I played in church. What, um, what were you doing with your life before going all in on music? Oh, dude, I've lived like 20,000 lives. And I was how, a cop. How old are you? Uh, 26. So you're 26 and you, yeah. I'm, I'm 26. And I yeah. feel like I've lived a couple, but it's, yeah. I mean, so you were a cop? What yeah, else? So I started, so in high school, I started as like a guide. Um, so I lived like right next to the Okoe River. So I would like go and do all that kind of stuff and uh, work for a retreat center in the summertime, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then like there was, let's see, there was a time where I was like, okay, I'm going to go to school. And I tried school and I hated it. It was terrible. Like I made it maybe a week and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. I was like, wait, we have to read four pages in a book and write 10 pages about the four the, pages. The hell, the hell were you studying? Uh, I don't even remember. I think I was just going as like an undeclared. So you were I just going because like you were like this – I'm, I'm out of high school. I got to yeah. keep going to school. And yeah. It just... And I didn't want to go like full-time work. I was like, cause I, I saw my friends doing that and they like hate their lives now, you know, like even then they hated their life. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Like that looks depressing. I'm just going to go to school. And so I like tried the whole school thing and it just, it was dude, literally I couldn't, I, I don't think even, I don't think I made it a week and they were telling me, Oh, you have a book report and it needs to be about these four pages. You need 10 pages about the four pages makes no sense no it does not and I was like <laughs> and then I'm taking classes that like I don't need you know math English and science when you're out of high school I feel like you know you've kind of covered those bases enough you, you either know, know I mean? it or you don't yeah <laughs> and for me like dude I have a hard time like whatever 10 you know 10 times 25 is or whatever like I would have a hard time with that <laughs> so yeah, I was gonna say you know, two, 250 250 yeah it is 250 <laughs> I should have came up with a with a harder. No, 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 one. but no, 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 but I got you, man. So, so cop, you tried the school thing. You said yeah. you grew up singing in church, which is yeah. a big theme for a lot of folks in this yeah. town. Yeah. Now, family, family do a lot of music stuff. Yeah. So my uh, my grandma's brothers and sisters are like a gospel quartet back home. Um, so they did that, and you know, my grandma like she has a piano at the at her house, and uh, she would like teach me different things and stuff like that which I never can remember I can only remember like C shapes so I would like now I'll jump on the piano in here and I'll be like transpose transpose C okay transpose C <laughs> and act like I'm playing you know what what everybody else thinks is really cool stuff which for me it's just like three chords <laughs> yeah it. no dude I, <laughs> that's it's a hell of a lot more than I can do um so what was it that really got you back into doing the music it, thing yeah so um like i said lived a lot of lives i was a cop moved to charlotte and then came back and um and was like doing this engineering job random this random dude was like hey uh you want to be an engineer and i was like okay cool what do i have to do like don't you have to go to school for that and they were like no 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 no. this is totally different they gave me like a company truck all this kind of stuff so I ne like literally, I, and I would go to work, and he would be like, "I'll pay you eight hours. Come in for two. 
Like it was a where, dream where, job. Where's that gig at? I got to sign yeah. up for something yeah. like that. That's yeah. pretty cool. No, it was really cool. And I was yeah. like, I was like, well, this is cool. So like, I would, you know, go in and do that. By the way, if he, if you're hearing this, I'm not going to tell you anybody who his name was, but I'm sorry that I just let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I did that. Uh, <laughs> exclusive in the round. Yeah. Exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. No, we just like, it was really cool. And, and it was actually um, uh, like geology, which was really cool. Um, it was for like the road department. And I just remember like I would drive so much that I just started listening to music and, and just kind of getting back into it. You know, like you, you do a lot of things in life. And I think that sometimes you, you, you really don't find yourself till, you know, 25. I think that's, that was the year that I was like, okay, I know what I'm going to do. Um, and, you know, I was kind of just like, I didn't know what to do with my life, you know? And, and I was like, I like this job, but I know that this is not my like in game kind of thing. And I started listening to more music and getting back into my roots, you know, like this 90s stuff and, you know, old like Hank Williams and stuff like that. I just, I love that kind of music. And even like Ray, you know, Ray Charles and stuff like that. It was like a big thing. And I, I would just be driving around just bumping Ray and all that kind of hey, stuff. Hey, there you go. I loved it though. And I just remember, um, one day, uh, I, I was sitting at a red light, um, in literally this like random town. And, uh, I just remember thinking, I'm going to just, I'm just going to start trying to do music like on the weekends and something just told me to do it. Like it was weird. So I, uh, and, and then, then I, I oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And then I stopped at this gas station. This lady came up to my truck. And was like, hey, uh, she was like, I heard your music. And I was like, that, you know, that was, I was, you know, listening to music or whatever. And she was like, no, I could hear you singing over the music. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no shit. I was like, that's, oh, God. that's pretty cool to hear. Yeah, it was weird. And she was like, you, you should do music. Like, you should do that. And I was like, and she was like, actually, something like, she's like, I'm not being weird, but like, I feel like I need to tell you that's what you need to do. And that day, I was like, I'm like, I just, I know this is not for me. Like, it's, I it. it's a sign. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I was actually at the gym later that day and uh, a friend of mine um, overheard a song being played that I had sang in church. Um, and he was like, is that a new Chris Stapleton song? And uh, <laughs> they were like, no, it's not. Uh, it's actually Josh. And he goes, wait, what? <laughs> and, and so he, uh, he said, why don't you play my birthday? And I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. He's like, no, no, I'll pay you really well. Just come and play couple hours won't be a big deal and it's like okay it's fine whatever i need the money anyway and uh, i think it was like right around right around fourth of july i want to say maybe maybe a little bit so no it was may it was may and i think i was like saving up to go you know to vacation and i was like oh yeah i could use you know a couple hundred bucks and so i go and do it and uh they take a video of me and put it on their instagram and his wife does and i guess she knew nathan chapman uh, from going to Lee University. Yeah. And uh, Nathan texted her like that night and was like, he, who is that? Why do I not know who he is? And then the next day he says, bring him to Nashville Monday. He said, we want to sign him. And it was him and Kevin Kadish. And so I show up here that Monday. And then a couple hours after meeting them, we were eating uh, at uh, Uncle Julio's in Franklin. And he was like, he calls me. And he's like, "Hey, I just want to let you know we, we got an offer for you. Like, we're ready to sign you for an artist development thing and production." Damn, that that yeah. happens quick. Yeah, it was quick. It was really quick. And so I signed with them, and then 
they were like, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to move here? And I was like, well, I guess I, I got to figure out like where, like work and all that kind of stuff. And it just worked out where I could actually move with work. So, cause we have our other home office was here. Yo. So what was work at that time? That was still engineering. Oh no shit. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I was like, okay, it's going to be a cakewalk. Like the, if it's the same kind of style of work that I've been doing now, ended up getting here and hated every minute of it. <laughs> it wasn't, uh, wasn't your homeboy anymore. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Not only that, like I found out, so this is the weirdest thing ever. I'm actually allergic to the limestone here. Wait, so there's different limestone in different places? Yeah. Yeah. It's just different. Like, uh, the rock has different um, uh, DNA. No shit. Yeah, it's it's really it's really weird. See, you didn't go to school, but you learned a whole lot about geology, bro. I did. I did. <laughs> you I see, did. you got a geology degree from yeah. doing the hands-on stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So you, were you like breaking out in hives or what? Well, what was no, happening? Freaking. So I would go. I I didn't like the people so much that I would go in there at like three o'clock in the morning when I knew nobody was there and get my work done and leave. Like that was my thing. So I got there by myself. And I'm sitting, I'm sitting there, and I just remember, like, I mean, I went into, like, anaphylactic shock. You're there like by was, yourself? Yeah, it was bad. I walk outside Damn. and just dumped a whole bottle of Benadryl, and was like, I'm going to the doctor. And so, go, you know, go do the thing, and, and they're like, oh, yeah, you're allergic to the limestone here, and if you want to keep working there, you need, a, like, a full-face respirator, and you can't touch anything. You need to wash your hands and change your clothes and do all that kind of stuff, like, before you even get in your truck to go do anything. And uh, ended up telling them about it, <laughs> and they were like, yeah, I guess you can't work here anymore. So I called Nathan, and I was like, you know, we had moved here, and I called Nathan. I was like, what do I do, dude? Like, what else am I supposed to do? This was my, you know, means of income while I'm just, you know, moving to town, cutting songs and doing that kind of stuff, learning how to write songs. And uh, he was like, go down to Broadway and knock on every single door. Take your guitar and tell them, Hey, I, you know, I'm new to town. I have a, I have a deal with these people and, uh, I just started in this full time and I'd like to play like, you know, and I literally begged everybody shoot your shot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I went, I went down 30 minutes after I got off the phone with him. I go down there, uh, and I went to every single place. Nobody, you know, obviously they'd be like, oh yeah, you have to talk to so-and-so or you got to do this. There's always somebody booking it and yeah. Yeah, all the, all the politics of it and the yeah. this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. Or you got like, oh, this guy plays every day here. You know, that kind of thing. And I was like, okay, this kind of sucks. So I, I just, I was about to start playing on the street. Really? Yeah. Like I was literally about to drop my case and just start playing. And some girl, she came up to me and was like, her name's Laura. And she came up and I didn't know, I obviously didn't know who she was. And she was like, I know this is the weirdest thing ever, but you're a musician, right? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, she goes, you think um, you could walk me to my, um, my gig at 10 Roof? It's like, I'm terrified of pigeons. And for some reason, downtown was like covered in pigeons that day. I mean, literally <laughs> covered in pigeons. Okay. Like the way to Tin Roof was just a sea of pigeons. And she goes, I'm terrified and I can't walk. By my, like, I'm, I'm going to have a panic attack. I was like, okay. So she, she goes, she goes, you could even play if you want. And so we start talking. And I was like, actually, this is my first day even down here doing any of this. Right. Dude, this is the honestly, and I know you're gonna you got a lot more to say. I don't mean to interrupt, no, you're but good. dude, I mean you talk about signs. I'm not the most religious man here. I've, I wear the cross around my neck. I, I was yeah. baptized. I was confirmed. All that stuff. I didn't grow up down here in the on the Bible Belt, but the signs from that from the woman at the gas station yeah. to to coming here and yeah. somebody taking a chance on you and then you trying to work a nine to five or I guess what would have been what a three to two or whatever it was you were doing <laughs> and then becoming allergic to the limestone and then 
this where you where it's like you're you you go out you take your shot yeah. all the doors are closed and then and then some and then just fate uh, yeah pigeons yeah literally tin roof it was the weirdest thing ever yeah the weirdest thing crazy ever. yeah and and you know that like that whole thing and she was talking and she was like you know just come up and try like we'll just bring you up and I remember I was helping Brian because I my friend Brian he's uh, he was a drumming that day. Helping him like load stuff in the window, you know, where how you can up the, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. windows open up down there. And I don't know why, because it was actually really cold that day, too. Um, but yeah, they had the windows open and he was loading his drums in and doing all this stuff and ended up like sitting there. And I think I may have like waited a couple, maybe I probably probably played 10 or 15 songs. And you know, the place was you know, touristy, moderate, you know, like there wasn't a lot of people there. It was like a Thursday. What time, what time of the year is this? Um, it would have been November. Okay, so that's starting to get into the slower time. Yeah, or, slower time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there wasn't really a lot of people there. Like, there were people out. There was a ton of people walking the streets, but nobody was really in there. And uh, I got up, started playing, and then I, like, the week before this, I'd actually went to the Hall of Fame. And, you know, Nathan and them were like, you know, where do you, like, who do you see in here that inspires you? And. I was talking about, you know, Travis Tread and all those, like Keith Whitley and, uh, and Vince Gill and all those guys. And because really that's kind of how I draw myself in and how I would paint my own picture. If somebody was to ask, like, you know, what is your sound or who inspires you? Those are the guys. And I was like, but really, like, you know, my grandpa used to listen to, you know, Johnny Cash and, and Ray. Yeah. And I literally was saying, you know, probably Johnny Cash and Ray Charles too. And I turned the corner. And Ray is playing Ring of Fire, and Johnny Cash is standing next to him at the piano. And I was like, that's weird. And so he goes, he goes, you should do Ring of Fire one day. So I, being the ingenuitive person that I am, <laughs> <laughs> uh, decided to rearrange Ring of Fire. And so I did it my own way. I, I asked them if they could just follow me along. And they ended up, like, picking up halfway through. But I was so nervous, I just remember, like, closing my eyes, and I had my sunglasses on because it was sunny. I closed my eyes and uh, I opened them up and the room was full of people. It was so packed full of people that people were standing on that side thing. You know, when you come up into Tin Roof? Yeah. People were standing right there. Like that's how many people were in there. Wow. And I, I guess just like from hearing it outside, people were just coming in. I didn't even look until the very end of the song. And Brian pulls his mic down and he was like, I want everybody to take a minute and, and look at this kid. He's brand new to town. It's his first time ever playing down here. And I guarantee he won't be playing here very long. I guarantee he's going to be selling out stadiums. So, so, how, so how many more times did you have broad? Did you ever end Broadway up making gigs? some money on Broadway gigs? Dude, or I what? remember I, one day. So I, think were playing. I, I think my buddy Zoltan played with you once. Yeah. yeah Zoltan, yeah. I think, filled in with you once. And I know I yeah. I first heard your name backing up again uh, through Lee Langston. Yeah. He, yeah. He had, he had introduced. He had uh, mentioned your name and stuff. I think right around the time when you when you were first getting into town, and Zolti had said he had played a gig with you. So how long were you doing that Broadway circuit, dude? I did. And where were you playing? Was it strictly the Tin Roofs, or were you bouncing around a little bit no, to where doors were open? I played Losers downtown Broadway, not Midtown. Yeah. Um, I played there like more than anywhere else, uh, and it was like they were going through some management changes, so it was kind of hard to get booked. Um, but I would play Tin Roof once a week and then Losers three times a week for probably about three months. And then all that stopped because I got a publishing deal. 
and I didn't have to go back downtown again. I honestly didn't really like playing downtown because I just don't – I want to play my own stuff, you know. Um, yeah. I like playing covers. Well, well, when you write your stuff and you consider yourself very much an artist, um, I mean, it's you want to play your own shit, especially if it's stuff yeah. you believe in. Yeah. And it's stuff you plan on putting out, and you see yourself as not just a musician, but but as an artist, you right. know, which yeah. is which is where you see yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I think the most money that I made uh, on Broadway, there was like a Preds game. Uh, I made three grand. In four hours, yeah, right? It's it's great money. I played. I literally played by myself upstairs at, at Losers, and I remember I had a couple buddies actually come in for the Preds game, and uh, they were watching me play. And he actually like drugged this guy off. Uh, he he came up and like grabbed my tip jar, and it's those big you know big gallon pickle yeah. jars. And excuse me, um, I I ended up. Uh, I think I stopped like midway through the song and the guy was like trying to take the tip jar away because it had so much money in it. <laughs> and my buddy literally bounced his head off the, the the upstairs, like rubber mat that they have up there, literally just picked him up and bounced his head off of it and was like, throw this guy out of here. So that's some, that's some yeah. East Tennessee brother, brother stuff oh, right dude, there. Your yeah. boy, your boy's having your back. You're exactly right. That's what yeah. it's all about. Them Cleveland boys, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, they, that happened. That was weird. Um, but I ended up like, I couldn't count at all. I literally hadn't, I had no more room to put it in my pockets. And what was cool, um, that specific day, um, like I couldn't afford rent that month. Where were you and living at when you first came to town? Mount Juliet. You're living yeah. in Mount Juliet. Yeah. Um, and so it was just, I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't afford it. I was like, I'm, you know, it's like, what the heck am I supposed to do? I'm, you know, I just lost my job and all this kind of stuff. And I think this was maybe my fourth time playing downtown and made three grand and was like, okay, I got enough to pay my bills and eat again. It's the fate. Yeah. It, it's honestly, man. I mean, there's, there's all these, all these doors that, I mean, it's one of those things. And I see it with some other friends in town where, yeah. where it's like, you, you have that. I don't even know if you, if you have that conversation with the man upstairs, but you, you just gotta, you, you believe in yourself. You believe in this dream that you're going yeah. for. And, and hey, God willing, the opportunities yeah. present themselves. That that's incredible, dude. So yeah. going into the publishing deal, you're, you yeah. you signed the publishing deal here with with Liz, yeah, with Liz, with Liz Rose, and uh, they co-ventured with uh, Warner Chapel. Which incredible office, by the way, oh, to be yeah. to be sitting. I, I we were came in come we came in here and I see a picture of of, a, of the BMI Awards with Taylor Swift on the wall and the the um, the Country Music Hall of Fame night that they did with her, the Poets and Prophets mm -hmm. and. I didn't, I didn't realize how many songs she's she's been a part of and yeah. what's it been like to have somebody like like Liz on on your side that like yeah so Liz is like a mom you know like when I first met her she was like okay like I'm protecting you now like you're the, she immediately just welcomed me in and it was the, literally it was during COVID so it was kind of weird because we were like all spaced out sitting you know sitting in there and I just remember like she th that night she gave me a hug and she was like we're gonna do this I'm gonna make this happen for you. Because I believe in you and I love you and all this kind of stuff. You're a great guy, and she just gave me a hug, and and I really needed that at that you know at that point. I was like, okay, well, this is kind of cool. Like I've always you know been the type to more want to be, especially when I welcome people in to me. It's just to be family, you know. Uh, and it was super cool and super easy 
Like I didn't think it was like I thought it was going to be like a lot harder to do. And I met every single one of these guys that that are here, and they all. I mean, we're like, yeah. What's it like? Because the way this office is set up, and I don't know a, a, a whole lot about the publishing world, but I know you've you've got some more like boutique style where where you have that family, and yeah. then you have some where it's very much like you're you're in a big label and you're one of X amount of writers and yeah. there's like a ton of you and stuff. Yeah. Feels like with it being a joint venture, you get a little bit of both. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Um I, I got lucky because Ben Vaughn is like my point guy at, at Warner and Ben has really welcomed me in too. So he makes me feel really um like involved in everything. Yeah. Which is nice. Uh but like having this helps like try to figure out it, it really made me figure out my sound and everything too. Um, because we spend so much time together, like everybody in this office knows everything about me. And I think I know everything about, you know, everything about them. Um, that's important when you're working in a creative field like this, like you gotta have that. And so much of writing and so much of you succeeding as an artist is being vulnerable and being comfortable being vulnerable. Vulnerability is tough, man. Dude. Yeah. Especially for some, like somebody like me, I'm, I'm very hard on the outside. Um, and I just don't like being that way with anybody but like these people here it's like it's so cool because i can walk in and i don't know if you heard them yelling at me when i walked in <laughs> oh I, I heard the welcome <laughs> yeah that's literally every time i walk in the it's office. like you're walking home to, to your brother and your yeah. sister walking in to see your aunt your uncle or yeah. your grandparents like I they guess haven't seen in like four years you know yeah. yeah it's like that it's super cool and um i think that I mean, I don't want to get too religious here or anything, but I really feel like God was just like, this is what you need. You need a family. You're going to need them. So here we are, you know, doing the thing. And, and I've been really lucky. I mean, this, you know, the office has been open through COVID. Obviously, like we're, you know, getting tested and temperatures and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, doing what you got to do. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know. I've never been the mask type. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, it's been good to be like, hey, I need a creative place to figure out this whole writing thing. And being able to come in here through all this is like yeah. helping out a lot. Now, how did you get through 2020? What, for you, was your 2020 like? I mean, yeah. for all of us, we were kind of in different places. I was very big out on the road and had a lot of time off on off from the road. And then uh, the other opportunities presented themselves. And now I'm back out on the road, but with somebody different. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people a lot of people grew in that time or, or found ways to, to do it. Or a lot of folks ended up going home. And it seems like for you, you were able to take some lemons and make, make some pretty tasty lemonade out of it. <laughs> yeah, I tried. Honestly. <laughs> for real, though. Yeah. Like, seriously, man. Yeah, I think that – so I, the way I look at it is this was an opportunity for me to either catch up or surpass the people who were at the breaking point. And I know that sounds weird, but that's the only way I can explain it is like – I have some friends that were like just at that point, you know, and then everything stopped. So they have no up, right? They couldn't go up anymore. You hit the ceiling. Yes, they hit the ceiling. For me, I was down here, you know, level playing field. And now I think that I've risen myself up to the that next tier. A- absolutely. You know, um, and it's just, it's been a year of like figuring out me, figuring out my sound, figuring out what we want to put out now because I've got three songs out right now which i love all three of them but they're really not this new hey i I will say of those three and you've probably seen me shared on my social media quite a bit f word bro oh yeah i mean every (laughs) guy or girl mostly us dudes because them girls can be hard man we've all been through that shit absolutely we've all heard the f word at one time (laughs) or another and and been friend zoned man yeah dude like 
so that that one to me, I mean, and honestly, you you could read the fucking phone book and it, it'll sound good. Like you you got you got you got a good voice. You you know what the hell you're doing and stuff. So what is this new wave Josh Kaiser sound? Yeah, you, you talk about figuring out your sound. What? Yeah. How would you describe it? I think it's. I want to say. I was actually talking to uh, you know Jake Worthington. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah we Good were, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we were talking about we were talking about all this, and he you know we were he and I both are kind of in the mindset of this is the new wave of country, right? Really, it can go either way. You can either be middle straight down the middle. You can either be super '90s or you can be super poppy. And I think for me, I I've tried to embody, and I and I, it's like every time I write a song, I can't stop writing like it. If if I could if I could combine the Eagles, uh, Travis Tritt, Vince Gill, and probably Keith Whitley, put all those people together, and if you can imagine that sound, that's what that sound is. And what that is though, and, and I was just on a podcast yesterday and uh, was with some friends back up up north, and they were asking me where where do you think um, country music's going. I was saying the word authentic. I think authenticity is coming back, which is interesting. It's you talk about that with Jake, Jake Worthington. He's authentic. Yeah, That's yeah. a straight shooter. That's a bad son bitch out of Texas yeah. that can sing his ass off, write his ass off. You're He'll right. leave you crying. He'll leave you smiling and great. And you're the same way. It's that yeah. authenticity. Yeah, that's so that's really cool to hear. Yeah, and 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 my my thing is too. Like I was telling him, I was like, you know, I, I strive to be timeless. Like, I want this new sound to be played when I'm dead. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I mean, look at George Strait. He's not dead yet, but, you know, he his songs play on the radio still. Dude, songs from 30 years ago are still in rotation. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I strive, every song I put out, I think now, and the team that I've kind of assembled behind it, um, we are very, very, very adamant about being uh, timeless. And obviously authentic, um, but yeah, it's just it's super cool to 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 see it come full circle too, because like in my mind, I, I've always wanted to you know every time I write, I'm like okay, timeless, you know, authentic. Um, I want people to love it. I want people to sing it back. I want people, you know, all that kind of stuff. Especially like you know you have those big songs that are awesome to play out for people, and and the, like the first experience of that was actually the F word, and it was in St. Louis over COVID. And we went to St. Louis, did a little run there, and they were, like, singing the song back to me. And I was like, holy crap, like, this is super cool. This is what I've been wanting to do. But now these new songs, these new tones, um, I actually got, like, I don't know if you know Brett Mason. Oh, um, yeah. But, like, Brett's playing guitar on, yeah, on all my stuff. Sick. And yeah, like, sick. He played Chattahoochee, so it's, like, it's just cool to kind of see A that dude stuff. that's been part of timeless songs. Exactly. That's what you're looking for, Bubba. Yes, yes. So you have to assemble that team of timeless people to get timeless products. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like we're right there. I feel like Jake's right there, too. Um, Jake is, we were, you know, we were, it's funny. He was like, he was like, you know how to test out a, a, if a musician's real or not? He said, you get him to about, you get him to drink about 12 beers and you give them a guitar and you see what they play. And I was like, and you know how Jake is. Oh, hi, yeah, you get on the train. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I said, dude, you're right. Like, I never really thought about it like that. But, you know, I've been, I've, I've had my fair share of, uh, of drinking a little bit too much sometimes. And uh, uh, I'll pick up a guitar and I'm going to play Keith Whitley and Travis Tritt from the Eagles and, and stuff like that. Favorite Travis Tritt song? Me, right now? Mm, tell me I was dreaming. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a B-side cut. Yeah, but. well, that's how you know you, you listen to the records all the way through. Oh, yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. Or like, uh, Lord have mercy on the working man. <laughs> God, I love that. Hey, man, dude, he's he's a badass dude. So you talk yeah. about you talk about those guys. Um, for you, have there been some other like influential people since coming to town that have kind of? I know we talk we talk about Liz Rose. We talk about some other folks. Yeah. But have there been some other folks that have kind of passed along some advice or that you've gotten to meet? Because Nashville's cool because there's a lot yeah, of cool dude. motherfuckers here. They're, People don't realize that. Yeah, like yeah. Everybody just kind of hangs out. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do. Uh, so I, I guess it was last night. Um, I was telling you earlier, like I, um, Tyler Farr, uh, you know, we were – I got asked to uh, – my buddy Cameron Marlowe uh, – how was that? I was I was hoping to make it out to Dude, that one last night. First of all, all those you know, Rob and Ray and and, and Tyler too, and, and obviously Cam, like they're great. They're all amazing. Um, and it was really cool because, like, honestly, there was a good amount of people there, and you know, everybody's being safe and doing all that stuff. But like, it was just cool to be able to just be like comfortable and listen to music. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like We haven't had that for a minute. Yeah, and a matter of fact, I don't know if you've seen it or not. I got an email today. That, yeah. Yeah, hey, we got a later bedtime, baby. Yeah. One o'clock and capacities are starting to come back. Yeah. And even some restrictions up north, Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah. Now, shout out to Set to Raise Rowdy Sarah and, and Aaron and the crew up there. Yeah. Massachusetts, they're now allowing uh, 50% capacity at yeah. indoor concert venues. So it's we're, we're yeah. coming back. Yeah, we're yeah, coming yeah. back. It's gonna happen. I think with this whole vaccine thing, it'll it'll happen too. I mean, yeah. So I'm not I'm not for like taking a vaccine. Yeah. I think I'm too young to do that. But me, me too. I'd rather I'd rather rather other folks have it, yeah. and especially if it's geared towards older folks. Absolutely. We, us as 25, 26 year olds, we don't need that. Yeah, you we'll know? get over it really quick. A- absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, and I, I have gotten over it very quick. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah. So the Broadway round last night, though, yeah. you said it was good. Good, yeah. good group of guys over there too. And Dude, you've, yeah, you've started surrounding yourself with, and a lot of this town is, it's kind of like high school. It's like high school. It's kind of like yeah. college. You I know, say, I know this sounds bad, but I say it's high school with money. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, we like we it's def- high school with just loads of money. <laughs> yeah, which you grow up in certain towns, a lot of the like the Beverly Hills and like yeah. all that shit. Those are high schools of money, but this is a little bit different. Instead of homework, it's. You're writing songs. Yeah, you're dude. getting gigs. Yeah. You're you're meeting people, but you're not like stressed about meeting people. Like it's a lot of it's about being a good hang. You yeah. Know? It's like ninety yeah. percent of it in my and, book. And what's really cool is like you can hang out with big name people. And I don't know if you're anything like me. I don't really get starstruck with people anymore. That's just it, people are people. You know. Did and they you, want to be treated. Did you when you first come when you first came to town? I know I dude, did. Dude, I did. Uh, Vince Gill. I saw. Like, I met him once, and I was like, and I don't. Even, he probably doesn't even remember me, but. I was like, I'm shaking, like, yeah, like sitting next to him at a Preds game. I was like, uh, you know, whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, it was like, I don't know, it was cool. Uh, but Tyler last night, like, I was telling you earlier, that's one of the first songs I learned on guitar was Redneck Crazy. Um, and it was like, I think I was 15 or 16 in high school, like trying to figure out guitar and couldn't figure it out. I, I got so mad that I was like, okay, I'm just not gonna do it again. Uh, but I learned how to play it, and I learned how to sing it. Um, probably wasn't that good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was just, like, it was cool because, you know, he was sitting there listening to me play my song, um, which is hopefully going to be my current or my next single. Which, which song was that? It's that new one. It's the Big on the Little Things. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan of that one. I'm looking forward to you playing that shit tomorrow night at yeah. our round. Man. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's going to be – It's going to be, going it's gonna to be happen. 
It's gonna be um, gonna be a good one for you. What has what have writers rounds been like? Because you're a guy who hasn't really gotten to go out and gig yeah. a ton yet. Not yeah. nearly as much as you're going to. You're yeah. one. I hope once once the road like comes back and yeah. there's opportunities for for Josh Kaiser to go out and play some cities for yeah. some people and yeah. play some shows. You're going to be out there a lot. What have writer what um what kind how would how would you describe like your approach to like writers rounds early on and yeah. how is how has that changed with confidence from being in town now for a while? Yeah, I think that now I, I I'm getting writers rounds with people who I know and I'm friends with. So it, it makes it just like we're hanging out, you know, playing and stuff like that. But I treat it like a like the biggest concert I've ever had. You know, like that mentally I'm like, I want these people to think, okay, when this when like you just said when the road opens. I want to I want to spend you know hundred bucks on a ticket on this guy or whatever you know or fifty bucks I don't even I don't even yeah. know what the you, I'm so green around the ears when it comes <laughs> to that I don't even know what the numbers are, but like you know I just want people to be like fired up for my songs, um, and yeah it's just been a lot it's been easy you know it's like it, it's it's like hanging out with your buddies so that's the I mean that's the only way I can really describe favorite it. favorite bar to go to in town oh god uh, day t- daytime or night. Day drinking is a whole other thing. Yeah, daytime. It's for me. Daytime. It's it's somewhere on Demumbry and any of the three. You think so? Doghouse, Tin Roof, or um, I think I'm gonna go or Live Oak. I think I'm gonna go Live Oak Tuesday nights. Hey, appreciate um, you, bud. No, but I mean seriously though. I mean it's the best in town. Yeah, we we try. I mean, I think every night they do some good stuff because I yeah. like I like what why I like not why does. not yeah why not Wednesdays huge yeah. rowdy on the road, bro. No, Shout dude. out to Nikki T oh, and no. the boys. Oh, no. Let's talk about Nikki T for a dude, second. I got I got to be the first one to play. Yeah, the race rowdy, first race rowdy one. Yeah, and so. you were up there this past week too. You got up there and said, "Yeah, I had, I had uh, Jenna and Shane Miner, they're friends of mine." And yeah, they were like, "Hey, come up and play a song." And I was like, "No, no, 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 no." When when Jenna Lamaster and Shane Miner ask you to invite you up to play a song, you, you don't say you no get to up that. and you play. You, you get yeah. up and you play a damn yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. How'd you get to know Nikki T and those guys? Because I know you've yeah, done their podcast too. I did. Yeah. So Nick, um, Nick. I don't really know how we met. I want to say it was really through Sarah. Yeah, which Sarah, um, how did that work out? Because that had to be all through social media. So, <laughs> Sarah's in New Hampshire. Yeah. You're down here in Tennessee. Yeah. No, honestly, so I think like Ray's, Ray's Rowdy liked a couple of my videos and they followed me. And then uh, maybe a couple of weeks later, Sarah, uh, I think she like got like she sent me a DM and she was like, oh my gosh, this song's amazing. And I have to look it up. I don't really remember, but. Uh, she was, I was like, Oh, that's, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Like, and they did a, they did like a big, um, what do they call those things? Uh, blog, I guess about me, um, which was super cool. And it was like right when I released never drinking again. And, uh, and then I was like, for the longest time, I thought Sarah lived here. And I was like, I text, I may, I think I texted her and I was like, Hey Sarah, let's, uh, you know, get together and have lunch. I, you know, I'd love to talk about like the, the you, you know, the write up you guys did and, this new song and kind of my vision for everything. And I love what you guys do. And then Nick followed me. Um, and Nick DM me and was like, Hey, let's, you know, let's hang out when, when I, I don't live there. And I was like, wait, you guys don't live in Nashville. Dude, they have, they do the best job of having a presence here mm-hmm. without being a now Nikki T's here. Yeah. And they've got like Derek and some other folks. They've, they've been colonizing. Yeah. The rowdies yes. have been colonizing yes. Nashville, yes. Tennessee for a little bit. They've been little sneaky sneaks the yeah. entire time, but now they're here and they're putting on damn good shows. They Sa- really are. Sarah's a real sweetheart too. Oh, I yeah. love me yeah. some Sarah. She's yeah. awesome. I mean, Sarah was like, why don't you, I think we were, we, 
we talked for a while and she's like, why don't you come up and like play, um, like for my friends and stuff like that. And you can stay with us and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, uh, okay, cool. Let's do it. Like I, I bought a plane ticket and flew up there and like played and, and ended up being like, I mean, those people up there, they're the shirt off your back kind of people. Yeah, live free or die, baby. The New Hampshire folks Dude, are the best. I, I love right here. Oh, did you actually get a live? Did you actually get? You actually yeah. got a fucking live free or die tattoo? Yeah, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Now, was that like a bet or was that something no, that you man. just did for them? Just, or was that something you did after I you went up there? What well, was I, it? I get tattoos. Just I like tattoos just in general. Yeah. But, um, no, like I, I just I've never met people like them before. Right. Like you come, I come from a small town and, uh, you know, everybody's in everybody's business and stuff like that. And I live in the buckle of the Bible belt. So, you know, everybody's holier than thou and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just a, like a long list of shit. Oh yeah. And I mean, I could keep on going about just fake people, but I don't like to talk bad about people. No. And, um, yeah, I just like, I've never met somebody or people period that would like literally do anything for you. And take you on those great experiences. Yeah. Take you to take you to the lake, which the lakes in New Hampshire are Dude, gorgeous. Yeah. The mountains are gorgeous. The yeah. seafood outstanding. Yes. And people don't realize when, when you grow up down here, there's some country ass motherfuckers up in New Hampshire, man. Um, honestly, they love they, they would, love life. I They're would great. venture to say that they're country than than people yeah, here. There's a whole lot of nothing up there and Literally. it's just good timing. Like you said, shirt off the back yeah. people and, and Sarah and Aaron and that New Hampshire yep. section of Ray's Rowdy. They're awesome. Yeah. I, you know what's going to happen when they open up? You're probably going to have gigs up there. I think that we're actually, we were actually talking about that. Yeah, dude. Week, and I think it'd be a good idea. Dude, why the hell not? And I mean, the Northeast, I, I come, I'm biased because I come from New York. So hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Pats a, fan. I'm a, I'm, too, a, I'm, so. a, I'm a rep. I'm a rep the Northeast and I'm, I'm a big, uh, big believer in that being a big country market. I mean, yeah. you look at a, another East Tennessee guy, Kenny Chesney. If yeah. he's only playing a couple shows a year, they're, they're in Foxborough. Yeah. They're at Gillette Stadium yeah. with Tom Brady. Back in the day, before we went down to Tampa, <laughs> won, won a ring without you guys yep. um, going up there and, and singing some songs. But that's badass, dude. I, yeah. I remember seeing that, and I was like, damn, he's up there again? Yeah, I went damn, twice. Damn, he's up there again? <laughs> <laughs> I went twice. I love them. They're, they're awesome. I mean, honestly, like, we talk every day. You know, yeah, They're so, family. Yeah, yeah. And it's been, it was really good. I needed that. You know, like, that's one thing that I tend to, you know, miss out on is, like, I, I guess there for a while I was just a little too naive and I just let people in my life because they're like, they see what's going on. And I think they just kind of like want to attach themselves to yeah. it. I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just like how it no, happens. It, it, it's how it works here in town. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. And it just, now I know how to decipher good intentions and bad intentions. Oh, absolutely. And that's such an important thing to, yeah. to learn. And you're lucky to be learning that still relatively early in the process. Yeah. Matter of fact, they sent me a, uh, so for my birthday, it was in January, they sent me this big box and I, and so two of them are firefighters up there. Yeah. And I was like, I, when I was up there, I was giving them all sorts of shit because I want one of those like quarter zip firefighter, uh, uh, pullovers with my name on it, you know? And I was like, I was just giving them all sorts of crap about it. And they sent me a, uh, like a, like a little box and it had, uh, first of all, I love Dunkaroos. I don't know if you remember those throwback. Yeah. The yeah. best school candy or best school snack yes. of all time. If you had Dunkaroos, you were the coolest kid in class. Oh, 100%. And I, they sent me like 14 Dunkaroos because they have Dunkaroos <laughs> up there. They don't have them here. And thanks a lot. 
I think it's Betty Crocker who makes those. So thanks a lot, Betty Crocker. <laughs> um, and I got those a couple hats, uh, and then like a whole bunch of firefighter, like they're like uh, camped and stuff. And I think there's another one that's another, I can't remember the name of the city that's on there, but like sent me all, all sorts of stuff and I, and maple syrup. So we have a the friend, best dude. So there's a friend of mine up there, um, that I met through Sarah, uh, he makes his own maple syrup. He actually like has like hundreds of acres of trees and stuff like that, like a gigantic syrup operation. And he was like, he bottled a whole bunch of them and sent them my way. Cause I just like, dude, it just tastes so much better than it does out of a, like an Aunt Jemima. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? It's just so Cha- good. It's a, it's a game changer oh, for sure. dude, it is a game changer. What was your favorite food going up there? I mean, the lobsters, oh, you, you had to have had lobster and haddock and yeah. scallops and all that. Well, I've had lobster before. Like I've, I've been to Maine before. Okay. Um, so I had, uh, obviously like lobster rolls and stuff like that. And I love Boston, you know, I think more than probably any Southern ever. Um, <laughs> I just that city is amazing. Um, I'm a big Red Sox fan, so that dude. I, I, I didn't. Now you're telling me shit. I don't want to like you. I know. Go Yanks, motherfucker. I, I know. God, I know. I know. Ugh. I know. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> and you're a ball. Hey, I'll, I'll agree with you on the balls because I don't have allegiance to an SEC team. Dude, it's team. really hard to be a balls fan right now. I know, uh, dude. It's it really seems hard. like it gets tougher every day. Well, yeah, because we just can't. I mean, we make poor decisions on firing coaches we shouldn't fire. But we also got a coach that was like bribing people with McDonald's bags. So <laughs> he pulled a he pulled a big old. Donald and y'all bag. could y'all had the whole Greg Schiano thing. Oh which yeah, that I, that I think would have. I mean, I wish you guys would have gotten him, dude. We should have got. Uh, Are there any other save? Like, who's the current guy now? I don't know. Isn't it the guy from UCF or something? I or think one so. Of, one of those schools down in somebody Florida. Somebody where it, honestly, it's it's somebody to where I'm not going to watch football this year <laughs> at all. I think I may like I've got a friend uh, who is uh, was on the like equipment staff at, for Georgia, and got me like a whole bunch of Georgia stuff. And honestly, I hate to say it, but oh man, I I think I'm getting close to being a Georgia fan. I really don't know. And I didn't watch football this year. I hated it. Like it's just, it's not the same when you no. don't watch when you don't have the crowd, especially no. watching an SEC game like Knoxville did not did not look like Neyland yeah. did not look like Neyland this year. No, and there's and now, and now I will say this: being a, like a lifetime ball fan, it's really hard to be a ball fan. I think it I think it's a lot of uh, what do you, what would you call that resilience? Yes. Um, but I mean, when it comes down to it, like going into Neyland on a Saturday and being out like. Just like on the road with people and stuff like that, there's just nothing better. I mean, I, you can't explain it. And like freaking getting uh, sweet tea with oranges in it and stuff like that. If you haven't had it, you need to try hey, it. Calhoun's barbecue. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Calhoun's, Calhoun's barbecue right on the fucking river. Yeah, I Calhoun's. had that when I was eight or nine years old. Really? I was in like the third grade. I had a whole rack of. They gave my. They gave me and my cousin the little. Ra- the, they give you like the little the yeah. racks of ribs and the little little paper cars or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I enjoy some Calhoun's. That was dude, like the first yes. Southern barbecue I'd ever had. Calhoun's was? Yeah. Dude. So I got family out. I got to put you on some barbecue. Yeah, well, I've had a bunch now. Like, I've I've had quite a bit now. Yeah. I mean, and working with the acts that I've gotten to work with, both based out of Alabama. I've become very yeah. familiar with Alabama white sauce. I've had Georgia shit. I've had Kansas City shit. I've had Carolina stuff. I've, Honestly, Texas barbecue is the best. Yeah, barbecue. that's what I, I would agree with, especially if you like beef, like brisket yeah. and burn ends and all that stuff and, and a good steak. You ever you had a, those beef, they call them T-Rex ribs? No. Dude, 
you're missing out. Are, is it the size that you just indicated with your hands? Dude, they are literally that big. It's like the size of this I mean, fucking microphone. Gigan- exactly. They're gigantic. Damn. Where, do you, where, do you, where the hell do you get those? They're beef ribs. It's, it's like out of a cow. Yeah, so wh- where do you get them, I mean, though? you could go to the store and find them, I'm sure. I'm, I'm about to go to the store and find me like some. A, that sounds I, great. I don't know. The, there's a meat market around here. Um, it's in Mount Juliet, actually, and they've got them. They, they have those in, like, tomahawk steaks and stuff. Oh, man. Dude, so good, though. Where, where are some of your favorite pig-out spots for somebody listening that hasn't been to Nashville if they're Ooh. coming? Where do they, they got to check out? What's the Ooh. Josh Kaiser Guide to Food in the 615? Good Lord have mercy. This is going to be a hard one for me, I think. Um I, oh God, what's that place called? I had it a couple days ago, I think. I'm like the worst at remembering places. Honestly, okay, if you're drinking out in Broadway or if you're on like Division, go to Daddy's Dogs, plain and simple. Yep. Um, Oh, Midnight Oil, it's in the Nations, okay? And it is the best, you're a pizza guy, okay? So I'm going to get you on this. It's probably the best pizza I've ever had. And the best peach jalapeno margarita I have ever had in my entire the life. The what, what, what margarita? Peach Pe- jalapeno. I'm a big peach guy. <laughs> peach jalapeno? Dude, I'm telling How you How does right that now, even go together? It's like a spicy peach. Like, that's the only way I can explain it. Interesting. So is it like a jalapeno, like dangling off? Like, what are no, they- it's chunks of jalapeno blended up in it. Whoa. And you can only have, they only give you one. Yeah, because you probably can't take into. Well, no, you can drive with margaritas now. Oh, no shit. They're into go cups. I, I forgot they did that. Yeah, so it's Holy like, shit. Yeah, Nashville, you can drive around with open containers now. <laughs> I mean, as long as it's in a styrofoam cup with yeah. a lid, they, you, as far as they know, you got it from a restaurant. That's what Louisiana does, too. Exactly. Louisiana's been, the Cajuns been doing that for decades. I mean, the Cajuns have always gotten things right, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, for sure. I mean, it just makes people, I, honestly, I, I feel like it makes a responsible person a little bit more responsible. You know, because you're like, oh, if I have to drive with this. I need to drink half of it now and half of it when I get home. Yeah. You know? But anyways, long story short, the the sweet heat pizza is probably as big as this table, circular-wise. And I'm telling you something right now. Best, like, it's crispy, no flop, all right? I I see. I like like a little flop. I'm not a big flop guy because you can tell when the cheese is bad. That is true. Like, if it's greasy cheese, you know you got some disgusting cheese. Like, not real cheese. Yeah, that's true. If it's true. not greasy, it's good good cheese. Their cheese is not greasy. So, it's real cheese, and they do jalapenos with honey and bacon. Ooh, yeah, that, that definitely – it sounds like I'm going to have to pack some, uh, some Nexiums or get oh, some yeah. heartburn medicine Absolutely. In but the jalapeno peach with the jalapeno pizza, um, and I like spicy. So that's probably my like my number two. So Daddy's Dogs, the, and then and then go to the Nations and go to Midnight Oil and get that, and it's cheap for for uh, two drinks and that you're looking at you like twenty five. You you a hot chicken or Mexican food guy? I'm a big Mexican food guy, and I I had this place and I can't remember the. There's name so of it. many that you forget the names of where you go. Yes, yes, especially I mean, where I live out in Antioch, bros. Taco truck every damn corner. It's oh, like a Dunkin' dude, yeah. Donuts in New Hampshire. Like they're freaking everywhere. Well, the, my first Dunkin' Donuts experience was here. Really? Yeah. No we, shit. We, that, we have one Starbucks in Cleveland, and then they had <laughs> Dunkin'. I'm, they, I'm impressed like, you have Starbucks in Cleveland, Tennessee. Honestly, I was too, and there's actually two of them. Now. Wow, They're, Cleveland's blowing up. I think it's it scares me to say it's going to be like Chattanooga. Chattanooga's going to be like Knoxville. So, and then the only thing left for Nashville to be is like probably New York or something. Charlotte, I could see Nashville or Atlanta. 
Atlanta scares please, me. Please don't be Atlanta. But you know, tra- traffic's yes. already there. The, you're right. Our inf- <laughs> Tennessee infrastructure, especially Nashville, is just terrible. Like whoever's designing the roads, well, y'all haven't needed it until Yankees like myself start coming in. Oh and Lord, we we well because y'all it's so affordable. Y'all in, in the relaxation. Tennessee is yeah. one of the prettiest states in the country and like, the nicest people probably. Yes, agree. They are the nicest people. Y'all from as far west as Martin Jackson in Memphis to as far east as. Cleveland, Chattanooga, and the Tri Cities, yeah. and yeah. everywhere in between. It's good folks, man. Yeah. It's called a volunteer state for a reason. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and 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 I think like, I think that's the reason why people are are moving here is simply because everybody's nice. Absolutely, no, I, I agree with that one hundred percent. So, real quick, wrapping up, uh, what do we got to look forward to twenty twenty one for Josh? Twenty twenty one, hopefully touring. That would be number one for me. Um, more, lots more music. We're working on a lot of stuff. Do we, do we have, um, do we have a, a potential date? Do we have a time uh, reference a bef- time, I'm, before the summer? I'm hoping. Okay. I'm hoping we're, it sucks because there's some other things that are going on that I've got to, you know, yeah. figure out, which it actually doesn't suck. They're great things, like really great things. Um, but it's just going to put a damper on my timeline, but I am looking to, a possible EP. I think an EP would be incredible because I think it would let you really establish your sound because singles are really singles. When you're starting out, it's throwing fucking darts at the wall. I mean, you know, it's, uh, the th- here's the thing about singles and I'll say this briefly. It's, it's pointless, honestly, because let's say you put out five songs and Lee will tell you this. Lee told me this and it made total sense. If you go and listen, it, for me, if, if an artist has, if they put out an EP, it's got five songs, I'm going to listen to all five songs. If I don't like it, then I'm never going to listen to the artist again, right? But if you like it, what are you going to do? You're going to spend all those five songs. Yeah, or if you don't like the first one, you might check out the second one. It's more chances. Yep. Yeah, you get more chances with, and more bang for your buck for one shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? It'd be like taking a, it'd be like putting three bullets in a, in a, in a, a revolver. And you take three shots and you don't have one. You know what I mean? If that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it does. It does for sure. No, dude, but that's, we're looking forward to music coming, yeah. touring, touring, and watching you grow, bro. It's, it's been cool. We've gotten to know you a lot here yeah. in the last, the last few months. And uh, I feel like things are just starting to kind of ramp up right now. So it's yeah, nice. dude, ab- absolutely. Um, and as, as, uh, as we continue now, we're, we're finally like getting into March. Yep. Um, we're coming up on a full year of this thing. It's, it's crazy to think, but those of us that were that were grinding and yep. and made the most of the shit last year, I think we're we're we've come a long way. And yeah, it's definitely le- leveled out the playing field. Abs- absolutely, bro. Well, where can people go to find you? That yeah, Kaiser so Country that on Instagram, Kaiser right? Country, bro. Yeah, that's terrible. I shouldn't have said that. Bruh, bruh, bruh. I don't ever say that. I don't know why I just said that. It but happens. It happens. I feel like I just I, I'm disgusted with myself right now. <laughs> um, no, man. Uh, it's it's Kaiser Country. Uh, I think on everything right now. I, I'm actually, I took a break from socials. Uh, I've got somebody running that now. So, but yeah, it's, I think it's Kaiser country, Josh Kaiser on uh, all music platforms. Um, and yeah, I mean, shoot me a, you know, give me a follow, maybe shoot me a DM. Well, as always, thank you guys for listening to the in the round podcast. Y'all can 
Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a review. Leave a rating. Check out our boy Josh Kaiser. He's got some music out. He's got a whole lot more coming. Follow him on the socials. Follow us on the socials as well. In the Round on Facebook. In the Round Podcast on Instagram. Shout out to our friends at Trailside CBD. 20% off on their website, trailsidecbd.com. Shout out Whale Tail Media. Doing the graphics and the videos. And uh, if you enjoyed uh, enjoyed this episode, come on out tomorrow night. If you're listening to this, to this on release day, we'll have Josh Kaiser up on stage with our buddies Lee Langston, McCoy Moore, Dylan Marlowe, a whole lot more over at Live Oak. Now, without further ado, we're going to let our boy Josh Kaiser take this one home. Y'all get ready for one of the best voices in country music, one of the best voices that you're going to be hearing a lot more of as time goes on. It's Josh Kaiser with Big on the Little Things. Y'all have been listening to the In the Round podcast. She don't care about diamonds, roses, silver, or gold, but she go wild for a wildflower on the side of the road. She don't care about fancy dinner, champagne on ice, Shiggle crazy in the bath when I bring that box wine. She loves a post-it note on the fridge. She loves a good morning forehead kiss. My baby's big on the little things. Yes, she is. A little sunset on the front porch swing. Leaning in, little dancing around the kitchen. Little hugging, little and little loving while the tin roof sings. My baby's big on the little things. Oh, she's big on the little things. She don't care about this beat-up rusty truck that I drive. Long as she's riding shotgun beat up right by my side. She don't care about the thread count in these sheets. Long as she's tangled up in me when she sleeps My baby's big on the little things Yes, she is a little sunset on the front porch swing Leaning in, little dancing around the kitchen Little hugging, little kissing Little loving while the tin roof sings My baby's big on the little things Oh, she's big on the little thing. Oh, she loves a post-it note on the fridge. She loves a good morning forehead kiss. My baby's big on the little things. Yes, she is. Little sunset on the front porch swing Leaning in, little dancing around the kitchen Little hugging, little kissing Little loving while the tin roof sings My baby's big on the 